Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning and welcome to the show. Well, it's starting to look like summer's over, right? Last week, what was it, a heat wave? Things have changed. That's the joy of life, right? Well, what about your program? You know, the thing you do for your health. How does that change when it gets cold? For me, I go in the water more often. You know that story. I start the day with interval training, about three days a week. And when I go on YouTube, do the surfing, like you guys surf, and that's the thing. It's amazing how 30 years ago, right, you listen to a radio show, maybe a talk TV show, that was about it. Now we surf YouTube, and there's this incredible amount of information we get about how to do our favorite health thing. Except most of that content is doing one of two things. It's either selling you something or the upgrade, and a lot more people are doing this now. They'll explain to you what's going on in your body when they regard certain topics, like balancing your hormones or fasting, autophagy, and so on and so forth. They'll go into the science They'll go into the top 10 things you can do to reduce inflammation and so on and so forth. And that's the upgrade. So let's trace it back. 30 years ago, you listened to radio, you read a magazine, maybe you saw a health talk show on TV. That was kind of rare. You know, the Adele Davis, Merv Griffin interviews. Well, most of you don't even remember that. And then we got to the YouTube thing where you sell supplements. Now we've gotten it where you can look up any subject you want regarding health and listen to fairly intelligent people talk about the concepts behind it, the science behind it, the education behind it. And that's good too, except as I see it, there's one issue. Nobody's really telling you how to do it, but focusing on the nuances, or the things that are really important when you do it. This is what we're still not doing. And so this is what I'm going to start doing more than I already do it. The how-to of things. But wait till you hear my how-to. So we're going to be a little shyer on concept because that's just education and, of course, that kind of goes in one ear, out the other in the sense that, well, what do you do with that education? So let me give you an example. Interval training to produce weight loss and a whole bunch of other benefits that come from what? Moving your body 
Now, we can say everyone knows how to move their body. Everybody took gym class. Lots of people have backgrounds in sports, and it shouldn't be too complicated, yet not too many people are doing it. And I know the listeners to my show, and most of them don't really do it. Moving is something we don't really do anymore. Moving our body is a detour. It's an exception. It's something we start and we stop. And then when you watch people go about doing it, especially after the age of 60, when they start moving their body, it's kind of sad because they have no real concept of the tricks of the trade. So yes, I know you go on your, you go on your bike, you go on your treadmill, you take your walk at lunch around the building you work in. And I can't criticize these things, but I will, because they don't really work. You see, one thing we leave out about movement is heart rate. And I can tell you for a fact, most people are frightened to death of the place their heart rate needs to go, even though your average cardiologist would back me up a thousand percent. Let alone if there's any kind of cardiovascular potential risk, then they're really frightened. And it's interesting when I have people like that and you ask them to move themselves through some sort of motion to bring the heart rate up to 140, the cardiologist is there going fine. It's the person that's petrified. And this is one of a thousand examples of how people don't know how to move their body. So I'm going to give you a term that some of you have heard about, and others, of course, this is news, and that's interval training. Now, what does that mean? It means you start and you stop. And in the start part, which is one of the intervals, you're bringing your heart rate up to some number. Now, that number can be 120, 130, 140. Yes, yes, if you have a fear about it for whatever health concern you may have, get an okay with your cardiologist as to what your maximum heart rate should be. And there's formulas online to figure this out. And that's not my bag. You can do that. But let's say that number's 150. A healthy 60-year-old, 65, 70-year-old that doesn't have cardiovascular issues ought to be in that 140, 150 range. Let's say you like your Zumba class. Let's say you like that hike in the park. Let's say you like speed walking. Let's say you love your push-ups. None of them work. How would you know that? You've got to get, and here's a company, I'll give you the name of Garmin, G-A-R-M-Y-N-M-I-N. You can get a continuous heart rate watch. Usually Apple doesn't work. What I mean by continuous heart rate, and maybe Apple will work for some of you, usually it doesn't. Most of the programs don't allow you to move your body, look at your watch, and see how second to second the heart rate's changing. It's continuous heart rate. Whatever company you get it from, Garmin's a great one. They're about two to $300. It's worth every dime. While you're moving your body, you can look at the watch and see where your heart rate is. Go ahead, do it. Go on a treadmill and do it. And go on a bicycle and do it. Start doing your push-ups. Go to a Zumba class, and you'll see what I mean. You don't get close. And if you do get close, if you 
proudly stand and say, I'm on that treadmill and I'm up there, you're usually about to break your neck because you know how unstable treadmills are. Do it on a bicycle, you'll blow off your kneecaps. Walking in the park in a hike, good luck. And so there we go. And that's my point. Right off the bat, the heart rate and the number you've got to sustain your exercise level at, that all-important heart rate critical for full perfusion, full drainage of all your cells. And I won't get into the theory now. I want to stick to the how-to. What you need is a hill. Very simple. You got one great choice and then maybe the water. The first one's the hill. And what you have to do, even if you think there is no hill, you have to get in a car and look for the hill. And most people don't want to do that. You sell people, look, you got to find a hill that'll go up about a mile. Meaning the hill, the ascent of the hill has to be about a mile. Then the grade of the hill has to be about 10, 15%. So what's your average person do? They don't want to look for a hill. So what's your average person do? They find a hill where the grade's 40 to 50%. That's a great hill to kill yourself on. And then what do they do? They find a hill that's about 40 to 50% that only goes up about a quarter mile. And then what people do is, is they go up that quarter mile and then go down the hill. And of course, they can't go backwards because the hill's so steep. They'll hurt themselves, so they run back down the hill, or walk and blow out their knee. See, this is what we're not getting enough of on YouTube. And increasingly, this is the way I think I'm going to slant a direction of my shows and then my after-show shows hooked on and into the website. So what you have to do to move your heart rate to the level it's at, supposed to be, let's say, 140, 150, respecting my aforementioned statements. What you've got to do then is find a hill that goes up about half a mile, about three-quarter mile to a mile at a 10 to 15% grade. And then what you start doing is walking that hill. Now, as you're walking that hill briskly, you're looking at your heart rate monitor. If you can, you start jogging that hill, Jogging softly. You don't take off like a wild Mustang because you, of course, are the football captain and 75 years old now, but you forgot that, and you go sprinting up the hill to kill yourself. Don't do that. Find that 15% grade, goes up three-quarter to a mile, Get on that hill in your running sneakers and start walking briskly or jogging and look at your heart rate. Keep intensifying that brisk jog or that jog. Don't run. Just jog. Jog long enough until you start getting your heart rate to where you're a little winded. Jog until you're a little winded. If you don't have that experience, like you don't get a little winded, pick up your speed a little bit. You'll still be jogging, I promise you. Pick up your speed until you're a little winded. Look at that number. By the time you're a little winded, whatever that number is now, for 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 seconds, increase your speed. So you challenge 
the windedness. The art, what they don't tell you anywhere, is challenge your windedness. Bring yourself gradually to where you're winded and then take off and challenge your windedness. No, I didn't say take off into a full Mustang sprint. Didn't say that. I said, if you basically walk, jog till you're winded up a hill that goes three quarters to a mile, just when you start to get winded, now increase your speed to get more winded. Look at that watch. I promise you that number will be up at 120, 130. Once you start getting winded, keep it going about 15 seconds. Just where the windedness goes from low-grade windedness to, oh man, now I think I can't get enough air. Or, I don't like the way I feel. Or, I'm flipped out, man. Yeah, that is what you do. Take my word for it. I watch you do it every week. That's what you do. You flip out just where you accelerate a little bit. And when you do that, when you start 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds of that spooky windedness, then stop. Stop and rest until you get normalized. Where you might get that second deep breath. You know you winded, you can't get your breath, and then you stop, and you're resting, and you're panting. And then all of a sudden you take that deep breath. You feel kind of okay, but you might rest another 30 seconds. Don't. After you rest, and you get a little bit more balanced, you get that deep breath take off again and start jogging. Only this time you're beginning to jog at a higher number. You're not going from resting pulse and increasing. You're probably going from a pulse of about 100 or maybe 110. You're starting your next interval at a higher number. Very important. Because if you start it at a higher number... And then you start jogging. Just jog slow. Just gradually increase your speed until you start to get winded again. And when you get winded again the second time, then increase your speed and jog as long as it takes to get really winded again. Could take 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. So we're talking about resting pulse. We're talking about a low-grade windedness just at the beginning of when you start to accelerate. And then a high-grade windedness when it burns a little bit, maybe. Don't even go that far. Don't do it till you're numb. Don't do it till you're spooked. Just until you really feel yourself pushing it a little bit. And then you let your body rest again and you let your heart rate come down and you get your second wind and this time your pulse will be at about 115, 110, 120 and then you take off again but now you're taking off at a higher beginning. Now do that for five minutes. 
do that for 10 minutes, do that for 15 minutes, do that for 20 minutes, do that until you can go half a mile up the hill, do that until you can go three quarter mile up a hill, do that until you can go one mile up a hill. That's what I do. Three quarters to a mile, heart rate at intervals at 150 to 160. You want to have a Jesus moment? Do it while you're interval training, but intelligently. If you have cardiovascular, get it cleared. Don't be a cowboy. Use your common sense. We don't need to do radio shows teaching you how to use a hammer or a drill or a saw. You know you have to use your brains. Use your brains when you go up a hill. Don't cowboy it. Too many cowboys. Just be intelligent and push yourself gradually over time. Within a month, two months, I guarantee you, you're there. Where are you? You're interval training. If you have to lose weight, it's critical to learn to do that. If you want health, it's critical to learn to do that. No one will get away with not bringing three to four times a week their heart rate up into that 140, 150, 160. Under cardiological supervision, just to be pluperfect, safe, copacetic, and all those words that protect us in our highly litigious existence. Get your cardiologist approval if you're afraid for whatever reason. But the vast majority of people don't have this concern, except they don't do it anyway, and when they do it, they mess it up. This is how you do it. Now, just in case, right, your ankle hurts, your knee hurts. Guess what? You got to figure out how to fix that. If you've been that way a while, pay somebody to teach you how to do it. That's why we have doctors. That's why we have physical therapists. Get rid of the problem. And if for whatever reason you've decided, which is ludicrous, but if you have decided you can't get rid of your ankle pain, your knee pain, your foot pain, your hip pain, your neck pain, your shoulder pain, your elbow pain, your wrist pain, your brain pain, for whatever reason, then the water. Now we get into another level. The other way you can get your heart rate, I've got a number of my clients doing this for years. They're all over 75 years old. They have a swimming pool. They buy a swimming pool. They set something up like a rope across the pool, like a loved one to watch. Like they go in with a float. And what they do with the float tied to their body, for those of you that would need a float, is they tread water or they swim. You can't drown with a float. But then again, there's that concept, and that is is that you have to have a waterproof, Garmin makes this also a waterproof continuous heart rate watch on your wrist while you're swimming. And if you do that, you can't drown because you have a float. If you get a cramp and you're going to drown because of the cramp in eight feet of water in your swimming pool, you can't because you have the float, or a loved one is there watching you, or what I've had people do is tie rope across the pool. So just in case there's a cramp or something weird, they're going to get to that rope really fast. Or you can be in five feet of water, and since most people are between five and six feet, just push out a little further so you're in five and a half or six feet, and you'll make your back way to... 
solid ground in your pool if you ever need to. Now, with this Garmin heart rate monitor on your wrist, what will happen as you're in that water moving, you'll see it go up. And just in case you're one of those people that says, I don't see it go up, buy yourself a weighted vest. And now put five pounds in that weighted vest. And since you're a cowboy, put 10 pounds in the weighted vest or 15 or 20 or 25 now you've got anywhere from 5 to 25 pounds in a weighted vest on your body. Perhaps it's without a float because you're a cowboy. And tread the water. Look at the watch. Tread the water. Same thing. Start treading and increase. Now there's no weight on your joints. You're just in one of the most dynamic, incredible exercises of all. And your water training. And if you've got a bad knee, a bad ankle, a bad shoulder, it's much easier on your body. It's so easy, in fact, that, well, come on. How many of you ever sprained your ankle swimming? Or thrown out your low back treading water? And this is the point. If you feel vulnerable, if your neurosurgeon or your orthopedic surgeon has given you the, surgeon, the surgery chant, it's coming, Charlie. We don't have to do it now while you're 69, but we ought to do it now because you're 69 because, you know, surgeries, there's recovery time, and the younger you do it, the better. You might as well do it now while you have the money or the insurance, but and then we'll do both knees too or both shoulders. You know, the first one goes, and then I notice the second one will go, and so let's do both of them now. And then we have our bilateral knee replacements, our bilateral hip replacements, our bilateral shoulder replacements. Pretty disgusting stuff. Almost always unnecessary. Oh, no, it's not. I've tried everything. Every time I hear someone say they've tried everything, usually they've done nothing right. And it's not their fault. Don't get me wrong. It's not your fault, but you've still done nothing right. And that's the truth. But of course, some people do need a surgery, so you're going to have to have the joint replacement. All the more reason after that to get yourself to the point where you can bring your heart rate up whether it's in the water or on the land, some form of interval training that's not going to destroy and hurt your joints. This is one critical piece of it. Of course, last week I did that show on stretching. I never did the other half of it. I'll try again today. I feel after 30 minutes, you get enough. But then again, there's always more to learn. And if you combine the stretching... With the interval training, three days a week, and really got more flexible and really started to open your dural tissue, quote unquote. And then you perfused your blood that way. What you could do for your health four days a week done correctly. But no one's doing that at LA Fitness, I promise you. You're not. And you're not doing it at Equinox, you're not. And you're not doing it 24-hour fitness you're not. Not everything I just said correctly. And when I look at the oceans, when I look at the pools, when I look at the places where you could do this, the running trails, I don't see anybody. Yeah, on the weekends, the bikers. The only 
consistent group doing anything consistently in large numbers are bikers with those little, you know, what the heck are those things they wear on their head? I ain't doing that, man. Most people just aren't doing this. LA Fitness is filled with people lifting weights, usually the wrong way, on treadmills, which is ludicrous. Why? One thing is on a treadmill, you can't really coordinate your ankle to your knee, to your hip, to your lumbar spine, to your, through your sacrum, to the thoracics, to the lower cervical, to the upper cervical spine. You can't coordinate. You can't propriocept your way into alignment and stride. You can't. You're up in the air on some contraption and half of you is committed to the fact that you got to protect yourself from falling and it doesn't work. And bikes, those stationary bikes, you know, those people on LA Fitness or Equinox smoking cigars or looking at CNN news. Talk about nauseating. And there they are reading the paper, moving their legs on the bike and usually on the cell phone in between talking to somebody. We're not doing anything for our health. Nothing. I'm sorry. It's not nothing. It's better than nothing. It's about one angstrom unit better than nothing. California is a Southern California is a gorgeous landmass with tons of trails, trails that are filled with other people, trails that go uphill. If not trails, then just neighborhoods that are hilly. And here's a little trick that I'll leave you with. What I love to do is take my bike to the top of the hill, lock it up, drive the car to the bottom, jog run to the top, and then get on the bike and cruise down without my shirt on and the sun in my face with the wind blowing in my hair. Joke, joke. That's a God experience. You deserve that. Get to it. All right, anyone that needs help, 714-850-1007, 714-850-1007. You have a great week. Bye-bye. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.